Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife CEO Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Jeannie Spiro. And today I have another special guest. Parshel Tashi is someone who I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last couple of months, and I was excited to have her on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about her journey, what she's doing now, and the work that she's here to be doing in the world. She is at theauthorsleverage.com. And for somebody who's been saying, I'd love to write a book one day, I cannot wait to talk to you more about books and why you're doing the work you're doing and how those of us who are thinking about it or have one can learn from your brilliance. So welcome to the show today, Parshall. I'm happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's great. So you and I have talked a little bit before and you've shared with me that you had uh, a whole chapter before you started your business. So what were you doing before you started your business? Yeah, interesting. So this is my actually this is my second business that I've started um, in this in my path of being entrepreneur. And my first business I had before this one uh, was a video production company. And prior mm-hmm. to that, I was a school teacher. So um, taught high school math for seven years. And in that time, while I was teaching and before I was teaching, I loved being creative on the computer. Mm-hmm. And I did that from the age of 13 um, and did things for free because I didn't, I just was just doing it for people and groups and organizations. And uh, it wasn't until my second or third year of teaching that someone, you know, actually brought up the, the concept of being paid to do this stuff on the computer. I had no idea. And so that's, you know, that sparked something in me. And I started my first business as a solo videographer. And uh, bit by bit, I just started to learn a lot more about really what interested me the most. So having held the camera, been behind the camera and grew a production company to where we had crews of multiple people, I've seen and witnessed and been a part of a number of video projects. And um, when the pandemic happened, uh, I just found myself, I think most of us did in sort of that self-reflective mode of what's next. Like, I know that this is something I, you know, this is what I do. Um, but I, I really had a, a moment with myself and realizing that I wasn't fulfilled in that role. And so, uh, so I just, I was open again to what would be next. And so an opportunity came about where I was able to help an author who had a book, turn it into a video course. And it combined all the things that I was interested in. Um, Finally, I felt like, oh, finally, I'm producing something that matters to me and matters to other people. And everything really came together in that moment. And um, now that's what we do. It's very niche. It's very specific. And we're helping authors do just that. (laughs) I decided I'm going to dig my heels into this and uh, and go forward. So that's a little bit of my, my background. I used to be a teacher. Um, grew a video production company on the East Coast. Now I'm on the West Coast and kind of doing a combination of all those things. It's amazing. Well, I was just thinking about how, uh, you know, courses, it, it relies upon curriculum. And as a teacher, you obviously had to put together a curriculum when you were teaching too, right? So 
uh, lesson planning and things like that, right? So it's it's yeah. like, well, you were getting your students to a certain point, you were getting them to a certain result, right? Yes. So it's Absolutely. such a it's, it's such a connected um, skill that you brought into your business. Yeah, I'm I'm so grateful. I mean, when I when I got into the world of video and quit teaching, I mean. I didn't quit because I couldn't handle the kids. I mean, in fact, working with kids, if anyone does, you know, no, no day is ever the same. It's quite interesting. And I had high school kids at that. And so uh, I, when I left teaching, I remember saying to myself, I, I was like, I don't, I want to teach. This is still part of who I am, but I want to do it on my own terms. And I said that not knowing what was down the road. I just knew this is an opportunity in video that I, I really like. It excites me. So I'm going to go for it. And so I'm just grateful for how it's kind of come all together. Cause I thought when I quit teaching, I was like, well, that, that was a waste of time. Cause I had a, uh, I had a, uh, I have a master's in curriculum and instruction. And so having that master's, I was like, oh, what a waste of time. I'm never going to use this again, but I want to go into this video thing, which I did. So again, that full circle of all of this is, it, it astounds me. It really does. I'm like, wow, like this is, this is perfect. I feel like I'm showing up as my best. Well, and I think what's so amazing about it is there's a lot of people who do a lot of interesting work in the world, but when you figure out how to blend what you like to do with what your background is that you liked too, that you might be, and what you might be skilled at, you're, nobody can touch you, right? Nobody can say, oh, I'm just like you. I can do the exact same thing. We sort of do similar things. I'm, I'm in the business coaching field. And so, but nobody has the background, nobody has the knowledge. And so clearly you're an example of that by bringing in your education, your skill set, and your work. And it sounds like your passion now too. Yes, 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 yes. So talk about what's what excites you about your work now because this is uh, there's a, there's a lot to making a, a change so what sparked the excitement when you made the change during the pandemic to the work you're doing now yeah i mean when when i got on site to help this initial author she had a book and uh, we were doing the course we were filming the course and i remember being on set and just being um how would i say i i was learning everyone that was on the set was learning. And I knew that it was impacting me in a way that I hadn't anticipated. I thought it was going to be a regular shoot, you know, <laughs> and this information is really impacting me at a, at a heart and mind level. And, mm -hmm. and so I knew that what we were producing, if I felt this way, then I knew that other people would feel similar. And it was evidence on the team that was with us that day. So um, that for me is really gets into the passion more so is that um, it's all about learning. It's about being a student, being a teacher and all of those things encompassed in one, right? Learning is actually teaching, teaching is actually learning. And all those components really come together for what I feel like is my passion. And that's what excited me the most in comparison to my production company, which I had for 10 years, you know, we did a lot of shoots, we did a lot of projects. And I cannot say that I was really excited about the end result of those things. I mean, we did our job, we, you know, uh, we're professional, we gave a really great product. But, you know, some cases, just another widget to sell, it's something else that's just, you know, going out and it became a little bit mundane with this it was like wow this is going to have a lot of impact this is really going to help a lot of people who need it the most and 
that's where it really started to line up for me. Like, yep, this feels like me. This feels like something that I'm truly passionate about, which is teaching and, and education. I, I want to go into a thread lower for a second, because sure. there's something that happens when we're in business for a while. And I think you said you had your first business for 10 years before. Mm -hmm. So there's something that happens, I think, when we start a business and we're so excited and so passionate. And then I've seen this happen a lot of times where we make a pivot within our business or we switch to something else because either we lose our passion or it gets hard. Yeah. And at, at, at what point in your first business did, was it, was it, if you were sort of being honest with yourself, were there sparks that you saw along the way? You're like, this isn't exactly where I want to be. Did you see the signs or, or was it just like, it's a surprise. <laughs> like this came up as a surprise that I wanted to make a pivot. Um, I think it, I think it was just a personal, a personal note of being on top of not really being fulfilled with the work that we were doing. Cause as a creative, you want your work to matter. And so that was a big part of it. I think also some of the flags that started to come up was that the best way to describe it is that I felt like I was a creative order taker and anybody who's in the creative field knows that in the sense where, you know, you've, you have a certain level of expertise that for whatever reason is not coming forth. It's not being heard. It's not being, um, respected. And a lot of that, I think, was on me and my maturity level being in business, right, to kind of take those stances. So um, that that was definitely another piece as well, just, you know, feeling like I'm just here just to do what you say. And, you know, it's just another job, yeah. really. And so that's what it felt like in comparison to now. Um, my experiences, my, uh, what I know how to do as far as being a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, people are showing up and asking, you know, asking me what's next, what should we do? We want to follow your lead. It's completely different. And I know that I can trust myself in this position, you know, to, to do that and to do it well. So it's, it's, it's really, it's night and day in that respect, but the, the signs were definitely like just not feeling happy within myself, starting to get to a place of burnout, which I think was directly tied to, you know, just being this order taker, literally going up to the table. What would you guys like? you know, with a, with a notepad <laughs> and writing it out and them just, you, you know, you constantly mm -hmm. being the one being told what to do, especially in moments when you know, and because of your experience, you see a better way to do things. But since this person is, uh, or this company is paying you or whatever, you, you have to fall in line with, uh, with what they're saying yes. um, in a sense where sometimes they might not be as uh, fully aware or, uh, I guess you can say as experience in some of the things. So it's kind of like, you know, what's best mm -hmm. to be done because of your experience, but there's no room for that to be expressed or shared. So that was, that was a big frustration, I think. Yeah. It's, it's great to bring a little bit of, or put some light on it because I think that a lot of people will look at a business owner and there's this whole feeling of you have a business and everything's great and the grass is greener once you have this amazing business. And, you know, I, I worked for many years. I had, I was in a, a career for a long time. And so for me, I had that sort of illusion too, like everything's going to be so much better when I have my business. And for a while, things felt really great. Like it was very connected to my passion and to my mission. And, and then I started to not like, there were moments where I was like, this is hard and is this exactly it? And I was questioning 
it, my passion and excitement within my business. And, and I had to reawaken it, you know, a couple of times over and I've been in business for 11 years. I've had to come back to, I'm excited again. And I feel very uh, fulfilled. And I, I really look at this as my big, why my big mission and what I love being able to do and the difference that I hear, feel like I'm here to make. So if we look at yours, like, what do you feel your big why is in your business today? Hmm. My big why is I think about, I think about teaching. I think about the power of knowledge and what we, what we learn. We're in a big information age, of course, where really any information you need is at the, at the tip of your fingers, right? And that is a powerful place to be in. But what excites me the most and what I get the most passionate about is when we're able to take that knowledge, that information and do something with it. <laughs> That's yeah. just like where it becomes real. That's where learning really takes place. And, and for me, that's what I'm most excited about the way in which we are helping authors is to take this information that's here and making it into an actionable format. So that way, the truth of what's being said in it can really take even a deeper root in, in the people, right? Um, and making a bigger impact. So that for me is, uh, that's where it all kind of comes back to, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, proponent of that. I mean, everything in, in my life so much so much so has been about learning something you know no one came in like <laughs> I, I didn't have any examples of entrepreneurship like that i didn't have a lot of um mm. examples so to speak or someone to teach these things so in some respects i had to learn it myself or i did seek out someone to learn it from but it wasn't and it hasn't been until i've actually done <laughs> done what was said and not allowed it just to stick in my head that has made the difference for me personally. And I wanna extend that for other people um, who read a book or who get information and wanna take it another step. I love it. That's so great because there's so much that can happen. Um, I, I love getting information in so many different ways. I, I'm, I read, I listen, uh, I'm an experiential learner. And, and I don't think that like I can watch a movie a couple of different times. I'm not the type of person that will watch it once and feel like I'm satisfied watching one time. I'm like, oh, I can watch this again, or mm -hmm. I can have this experience in a theater or on my iPad or whatever. And I think that the more we absorb information um, and different ways to absorb it, the more we ingrain it or we can take and transform from that. And I think as business owners who are putting so much effort into the work that we're doing here, to put it in one platform of a book, it's 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 like that's one dimension. But what you get to do is bring it to multi-dimensional media, really, and opportunities for impact and transformation, right? Absolutely. So that's really cool. So, okay. So my question in this is that there's a lot of people who are in the space of thinking of writing a book but they don't really think about the monetizing piece of taking the book and put it into a way that will make money for their business. So I'd love to hear some of the things that you see that or what you suggest they start thinking about as they're writing their book. Um, so before they've actually got the book, what should they be thinking about in this process of writing? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, as as you're writing, of course, you're thinking about who this is going to impact and how to make what you're saying to be as compelling as possible. Um, but then after it's done is really where you want to kind of place your focus instead of putting the book out and being like, OK, what now? Think about the what now while you're writing the book, because uh, the book, in a lot of ways, it serves as a business card. It serves as a way that can increase your chances of getting on a stage. Um, it can do so much for you um, as it relates to even getting your foot in the door with some uh, groups or organizations that you want to be a part of. You can really leverage it as many ways as possible. The book is there to, um, yes, to make an impact, but from that thinking that we're talking about, what can we do further to monetize it? It's important to realize like this book is part of a world of commerce. So it has to be produced, it needs to be distributed, it needs to be sold some way in order for it to be worthwhile. Um, because you know, no author wants to write a book just to just because like there's some reason for it. Um, impact is one of those reasons, but of course, revenue and, and a, having another stream of income is. Um, but the beauty of a book is that it being in written form, you can do so much with it. You can repurpose it in so many ways to be monetized, to really support your business and potentially solve some problems in your business. So for example, if your book has opened the door for you to have more speaking engagements, to be coaching more, consulting more, like that's, that, that's a really, really great step. What I usually share when it comes to courses is that a course or something that's digital is really there to, to save your time because yes, the book is going to get you coaching, speaking and things like that, but all of those are tied to your personal time to fulfill, right? Mm -hmm. And, or majority of the time it is. And so um, you kind of can end up in a situation where you have more money than you do time. And, and, and sometimes it's, you know, that that's a great place to be. It's not a terrible place to be, but in those cases, I know a lot of our clients that work with us are actually looking to find more time for themselves and in their business. And so you just kind of look across the board at a number of things that a, a business is, or your business is trying to accomplish. And if you can be, um, and put on that different thinking hat while you're writing the book, you can actually potentially see how this can, um, really serve more people and help you as a business owner to be sustained with that work. Um, the other thing that I'll say is within your book itself, make sure that you have, and this is like the simplest thing, like an action guide, you know, say something at the very beginning. If you want to get the most out of this book, visit so-and-so.com to get your action guide. And this will help you to be most successful through the book. And that alone is just one, I mean, that's like a powerful um, piece to include in your book. So that way, you at least have people going somewhere outside of the book um, to be on a, a list of sort. And, you know, you can offer other things again to help support them in their journey. Mm, exactly. That's wonderful. I, I have a lot of clients who come to me and they have, they have books and then they, but they don't have that leverage, which I love the way you, 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 you named your business. They don't have that leveraged or monetized product or, or program or service in their business. And so, They'll come to me with a book or they come to me with a program and they're looking for more leads or looking to get their message out there. And I teach speaking as a strategy to be able to do that, whether it's online or offline, whether you're on a podcast or somebody else's stage. But then for me, it's like, okay, great. So I... I don't teach speaking from the angle of here's how you're going to be perfecting your presentation skills. Mm -hmm. It's more like, how are you going to monetize this opportunity and bring people into the next step with you, either a lead or your program. And a lot of times what happens is they don't have that next yes. 
app, right? So exactly. I've got the book, right? And you hit the nail on the head. It's like, okay, great. There comes a point where it's beyond, you've gotten, like a lot of my clients get so many clients from speaking or from these opportunities that they're like, I don't have the problem of needing to find more clients. I have the problem of how am I going to take my work and put it out there in the way, in a way that's very leveraged. And so a course or a group coaching program, which is one of the strategies I talk about is a way that I think is a brilliant uh, strategy to have in place. So I love, because I'm sort of on the front end and on the sides of what you're like, you're in between <laughs> what I talk about. That's why I was excited to have this conversation because I think that it's, really amazing to sit there and have this, um, this book in your hands and be able to bring that out to the world. But then you've got this leveraged product or service. Okay. So they find out about you. They heard this podcast episode. They know about you in the world and they're interested in doing this. So what do you start with? What do you want them to have in place when they come to you and say, Parshel, I'm really interested in taking my book and turning into a, a course or pro program. Mm -hmm. Where do you pick up? I, I pick up with, first of all, getting 100% clarity to see if the book is actually going to perform well as a course. Great. That's our first step. And I do that in a couple of different ways, either like with a strategy call or I also have a masterclass where, you know, others can come and join and be a part of that. And together, We'll go through some some deep questions to uncover that um, the number one you know thing to have in this process before you really start is to understand will this perform well will this do well and it helps to answer that question for a lot of um, authors who come to us so that's usually our first step let's see if you know what this is worth you know is it worth it to go through the energy and the um the time you know everything to actually put this together into a course so that's the very first thing that we we start off with is just getting that clarity and so i'm going to assume when it does we know it's great for, for you to be able to pick up and support but yeah. what happens if it's not is there something that you might suggest that they do before they come back to you yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, if it's not, yeah, typically there are some some areas that we can look at. Um, for example, uh, looking at their current marketing efforts. For example, that's something that we we do want to look into because um, there could be more work that needs to be done in order for this to be um, more successful. For example, if you're starting with a list of zero, it's going to be a little bit more challenging than someone who has a list of 500, right? Even that difference matters a lot when it comes to us looking at how this is going to be successful. Because um, there, there's a lot of stories, everybody's heard them of creating a course that either nobody wants or, um, or, or, or being a part of a course that was not good. And you couldn't finish because it just hit and it, it did not align with what you needed. So all those things considered, we really want to make sure that, um, you know, those main components are in place to make sure that this is going to be a worthwhile product to create um, and, and, and go forward. I'm trying to think of another another uh, tip that we've we've given to those who maybe their book isn't quite ready. And it's it's either around list building and getting some more um validation out there another thing is actually testing doing some testing with your existing audience so we have recommended in the past like 
let's go and do some um, some interviews in the market. So let's round up 20 people and see what their responses are to this information, just to again, validate and make sure if some of the other components that we look at in our, in our analysis are not, are not there. Something I really wanna give you some credit for is that um, there are people who will work with someone even when things aren't ready or they're not ready for it. And I really wanna give you credit for this because I don't always see that in our industry that like, sure, we can help you. I like that you go through this clarity process first to see if it's going to work for them or exactly. not at the time. But also I think that it, there's something about them respecting the fact that you can tell them I might need to work on something before I come back to do this because then this can be successful. And that's at the end of the day, what we want. Like, I don't wanna spend my time on something until I know I'm gonna put the energy in and it's going to be creating a result that I really hope for. So- Exactly, exactly. And same thing on our end that, you know, again, going back to my previous business where it was, it just was a yes man. Yep, we can do it, anything you want. And I just know that and going forward in, in this new business that I'm in, there's so many decisions I made, you know, in that previous one that I'm just very clear on what I will and will not, will not do. And mm -hmm. I, um, I just don't want to, you know, partner with someone without the confidence in knowing that with us showing up as our best and them showing up as their best that, you know, if this is not going to be uh, worthwhile, you know, yeah. what can we do ahead of time to make sure that it is going to be. <laughs> So it's just, it's a, it's a definitely a personal thing. And, and I have uh, from time to time talked to some authors and said, you know what, let's, let's focus on this and let's, let's talk again in six months and see where things are, you know? Well, and, and I'm, I'm in the same way of thinking and operating in my business because it's also our time, you know, and, and we want to be able to work with people that we're truly going to be able yeah. to support. And when we go back to our big why, I, I want to be able to like I, I it's all about timing so i'll just share this several years ago i had a client who came to me and she wasn't quite ready to work with me and i i i've had events in my business for years i i always host these intimate workshops that are con I, they're used to sell my coaching programs i teach my clients this strategy to use in their business as well and people used to say well why do you have such great conversions at your events and I would say it's because I would invite the people who are really meant to come, not just to fill the seats. But mm -hmm. one day, like an individual came and she really wanted to become a client. And I said, you're not ready to become a client. And she came back a year later when she was ready. And I think that that's the thing about uh, what we can do is that we align our energy to the people who are meant to we're meant to work with right now to give them the results and then they'll remember us in the future to be able to work with them when they are ready but even giving them a little piece of advice or support or recommendation go here or here's this person who can support you and then come back to me and then we'll be able to work with you so I just had to throw that in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge. And another thing that I'll say, so we we I have that sort of clarity gate to go through, right? And then the next step is not even then starting to build the course. The next step is to actually plan it out. And Perfect. so when we plan out the course, we do this in a three-hour workshop that we usually do either one-to-one -one or with a group. And that is a paid workshop, right? It's you know, there's a lot of time involved, but we're actually at that point developing a curriculum, developing our execution plan, 
and uh, all those components. And that actually is a really powerful um, you know, way to go about it because again, it, it creates sort of this um, space between actually executing on the course and knowing what we're gonna do, mm. right? So mm. it, it's another checkpoint for me that I'm really grateful that we have in the business because again, that first step is, all right, let's get some clarity. Usually we get that on that strategy call. Then we can do a workshop together. That workshop is like even more clarity. And it, it, there's another stop after that. <laughs> Let's see what we're looking at. Again, does this make sense to go through with or not? And then from there um, would be the next full step to actually execute it. So I just love that in our process, we have that built out to where, again, we're reconfirming and <laughs> making sure that this is going to be well worth our time, energy, and effort on both parts. Love this. This is so great. So you have a, a basically a three-step process that allows you to give them the result that they need. Okay. So timing-wise, we're all looking at like instantaneous results, but there's a lot that goes into filming, I would imagine too. Mm -hmm. And I want to touch upon this because we, a lot of people are afraid to get on camera. Uh, they don't like how they look or they don't like how they sound. And I'd love for you to tell us, why do we need to get our, over ourselves with that? <laughs> like, what, what should we think instead? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, the, the, the focus really, in those, in those cases when we're thinking about, cause I just actually just did a video shoot myself for the business, so I completely understand. <laughs> I completely get it. It's quite unnerving. Um, and I'll say that for me, when I when I did that and, and got on camera, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest giveaway or, or takeaway I can share is that I had to really place the focus off of myself. Mm. Um, and that's the, that's the biggest thing I can say. I really had to just put the focus on who's going to be watching this. Um, also, my team was there while we were filming. So my focus is on them. You know, my focus is on I, I'm in this seat to support them and to support whoever's watching. Yeah. And that for me was just uh, it, it just got me in a different space to where. All right, if my hair is sticking up, we'll deal with it. Like I, you know, <laughs> the message is what's most important. And yeah. having been in video production for a number of years and witnessed a number of people in front of the camera, it, you know, it can be unnerving. But at some point in that process, you're going to kick into this. I don't know what to call it. I guess your flow, so to speak. Yeah. You're going to yeah. catch into that flow and you're going to realize that you're in more into what you're saying. You're more into who's going to hear it. You're more into the impact of what you're saying um, versus how you look and, oh my God, did I say this right or wrong? Like just the energies of those two are very, very different. Um, but if you have the right the right people there with you to support you and get to get through it, um, you'll hopefully find that you can shift into that flow. And eventually it's like, you'll forget the cameras are there. And that's okay. really the beauty of what I've witnessed and been able to witness um, being behind the camera. You know, this is so important because I think sometimes it stops us from bringing the important work that we have into the world is when we let these like hiccups come along or these things, these fears, we'll call them, come along and then stop us in our tracks when we have something so important. We've written a book that's also tied to visibility, right? You're going to become visible the moment you publish yeah. your book, right? And then if in my case, because I have a lot of my clients are out speaking, I believe it's one of the best ways to get your message out into the world. And then taking your message and bringing it into another platform like this and bringing it to video and showing yourself. I love that 
you do this because I think that a lot of people are so used to uh, hiding behind um, these, what do you call PowerPoint presentations where they're not showing up. Although I'm sure there's a, an approach that can be taken, but I would imagine that the work that you're doing is also inviting them to, to show up on camera. And it's not solely you're tucked behind this PowerPoint presentation and these graphics, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, having been in video production for, you know, over a decade, I'm pretty sure we're familiar with masterclass.com or mm -hmm. some of these. So that actually inspired me on a production level to be able to um, essentially wanting to make sure that our production quality was just as good, if not better. So right. that's sort of the style in which we produce our, our, our film, which is really exciting. Um, so with that, I know this like, oh my God, it's even more pressure, <laughs> you know, for it was so much to go into it, but um, but uh, but but our job and what I'm really excited I get to do is support teachers to support them in that so that way they're in a frame of mind and um, and they feel supported the whole way through. You know, my job, my role within this process is to help organize help organize the the learning really design the learning so that way it hits on all the marks right it fits within the business and it's um, sound for it to be marketable so those things are where i show up and then i show up again on set and that's where i'm sort of the director so i'm with the teacher i'm with whoever's there on camera to make sure that we're always bringing focus back to that and so that's a new exciting role that i get to take on i mean literally going from being the one woman show of videographer you know all that to uh, now being there to support the teacher directly is it's it's really an honor and you know and we all get nerves we all get jitters and stuff but we just need to be focused back into that place of service and you'll forget the cameras are even there but i think what i love about what you talk about is that you help someone commit to getting it done and yes. there's like almost no like once you decide you're clear on it then you make the plan and then you're there with them there's no stopping it and there's no turning around <laughs> yeah it's so i love it and i think it's an amazing service and opportunity for people who are like i'm doing some transformational work in the world i've put it already in this one platform and now i'm going to bring it to something else and i'm going to not only leverage my time i'm going to be able to bring it to more people in the world and make great money doing it. So yes, you're behind yes. all of that. That's awesome. Okay, so if someone wants to get started, uh, how should they reach out directly to talk to you about about this for them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I would recommend is joining the faculty. So this is our uh, community and our newsletter in which we're really presenting information for authors so that way they, they can know all of the opportunities that are available to them to monetize their work, to monetize their expertise in different ways. So anyone who's interested in that can go to jointhefaculty.com. Really excited for that. And uh, the other is you can always uh, set up a, a strategy call where we can dive into your idea together. Um, and that's always a really, really great step because again, I, we want clarity each step of the way. So the first step is let's get some clarity and we can do that together. And how should they reach out to you for a strategy call? Yes. So if you go to the authorsleverage.com, you'll be able to find uh, links there 
to jump Excellent. on a call. We will put all those in the show notes so they have them. So yeah, thank you. This, yeah, absolutely. This is so great to have you on the show. I, you know, I really I'm in a space now where a lot of people are excited to be out speaking again, and they've written books during the pandemic, and they've had a chance to uh, reflect and think, what do I want to do next? And I still believe that people are consuming more and more information. <laughs> Probably, oh, there's just no ever. stopping it, right? Yeah. And, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, and we're ready to meet and ready to workshop ideas. So this is perfect timing to have you on the show. So oh, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being here. Yes. And is there any place that you'd like to hang, hang out on social media that we can direct any, anyone to? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can always uh, reach out to me there. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to hear and see all the different projects you, you're going to be working on uh, because you. of being on the show today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So everyone, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you are in a position where you're looking to generate more leads and clients in your business and you want to bring your message to more people, don't hesitate to download my free guide, which is all about how to create a signature talk that converts. It's a roadmap that will help you start to think about your messaging and how to design a talk because a lot of people have an important message and they also want to be able to get leads and clients. And if you want to do what Parshel is talking about, you're going to need some leads and clients. So go ahead over to geniespyro.com forward slash roadmap and grab the guide. So thanks again for being here, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you the next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.